Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm Kristen Vandeveer, here with Isabel Kiyosayan. We are the founders of Meditation Without Borders, along with Shannon O'Dalton. And tonight we are talking about a very, very important topic and relevant for what's going on right now, which is how to find love or how to love in a time of hate. <laughs> <laughs> how to love your enemy. And Easier that, than done, but yes. we'll get there. Right. <laughs> and also, because right now, and it's so nice to be back. We've been gone for a month because I've been away traveling the country. The US. I would love if you could share with us um, the story of how you decided that you you did have to make the trip that you just um, oh. did. Because I, I don't know, I, I, I just thought about it. I was like, I think our audience would love to hear about it. <laughs> I don't know how... The, the how is not the how it just came to me as a cognition of something I had to do. And so I, I just drove across from California to Florida to see my father and we stayed there for two weeks. And then I drove back with my three kids. Um, and so it was me and my three kids on my own going through the U S and it was a very interesting time to be going through the U S because it was the month leading up to the election and so I got to see, I live in a little blue bubble in, in California and got to drive straight through red country and saw a lot of Trump flags and a lot of Trump signs and <laughs> <laughs> got to interact with a lot of different people who um, have very, very different um, politics uh, from most of the people where I live and um, and just got to see how how different they acted, how I saw a lot of people without masks and um, a lot of people who were without masks, but totally friendly and very nice to us. And some people who had a very defiant way about them mm -hmm. with it and, um, and got to feel the different, could feel the collective in the different parts of the country going back and forth all the way there and back. And so, um, so I came back the day after election day and it was, it was interesting to come back at a time when it just felt like all of a sudden the, the tension between these two political sides in this country is so inflamed. And so, so um, there's so much division and, um, and I, and it, what's interesting is, is unity right now is not even, is not a popular concept. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, are you blue or are you red? Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so um, there's no gray right now. It's black and white. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like pick a side. And if you haven't picked a side, then then you might as well be on the other side. <laughs> That's know? a very interesting point. If you're not with me, you're against me. Right. It's a and it's there's there's not even looking for gray. I was I was just um, mentioning earlier about this ad that the Gap came out with. <laughs> <laughs> the poor Gap. They tried to make an ad in which they had a blue and a red sweatshirt that was being zipped together <laughs> with mm -hmm. like a message of like, let's come together to make, make <laughs> the country move forward. And it was so vehemently hated on both sides. <laughs> that they had to take the ad down and they wrote <laughs> something like, I'm sorry, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was hilarious. But at the same time I felt bad. I'm like, Oh, they're just, 
unity is not popular. It's like, no, yeah. we don't. But it's, it's interesting that, you know, the gap did this because it means that, you know, <laughs> gap, which is gap. literally a space between, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, brands usually try to be ahead of the game and see what's, what's happening. So if they're trying to send out a message of unity. I mean, it's, it's what we need, but some people it's- are just not ready well, the culture is not ready for it. And the other day, um, yeah, this whole topic has come from a group meditation did a couple of days ago with both students, Izzy students and my students were there. And, um, and I could see there's so much suffering happening because people wanting to find unity, but not even knowing how and being so disgusted with the actions of others. Like, how do you find unity with someone who is oppressing you? And, and it's interesting because people. it's a world issue. I mean, we, the whole world, I mean, I live in Mexico and we have the news on 24 <laughs> seven because uh, yeah, like it's- the U S is such an important country in the world that it, it's not just what's happening in your country. It's what's, it's representative of the world. So it's been interesting how it's been affecting everyone. And the, Sorry, and the depictions and things. No, no, it's true. It's true. It's, it, the, the, um, the divisions happening in the U.S. are, it's not just here. Um, but obviously what happens here has a great effect on, on everything. So, and also can show a trend that may happen around the world. Um, but the, um, the, the, just seeing the students having a really hard time with this, they were saying like things like, I'm tired of understanding. I'm tired of being the one to understand when it seems like from that particular point of view that the other side is, doesn't deserve understanding anymore. Like they're not, they're not looking for it. There's no worthy inquiry (laughs) for that. It's, it's ignorance is being embraced. So it's hard to be always the one reaching out and being like, Oh, I want to understand. Which Um, is something that more conscious people have to do all the time. It's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> you grow in consciousness. You that's and it and I get it. Sometimes it's tiring. It's like I why do I always have to understand the other person? But it you have to in order to find unity. That's because no one can understand your genius. <laughs> <laughs> why do I have to understand everyone? Nobody can understand no, me. No one can understand all this. <laughs> shouldn't even try (laughs) i'm the one who has to do it because nobody can get into my head my beautiful head (laughs) you do have a beautiful head (laughs) but it it is true It's, it's it's funny that you put it that way because it's um i hadn't thought about it exactly that way but yeah, it's just like if you're a parent, you're always the one having to to reach out to the child. You're always it's it's an imbalanced relationship, but it it is but it, it's balanced in the sense that the love you give comes back to you. Yeah. One of the things that um that I think people think is that like if I if I look for unity in someone who's um, my enemy, then I'm supporting that enemy in a way. 
And looking yeah. for unity does not necessarily mean you're supporting their actions. And know? that is such an important, like, I want to highlight it. That's why I'm interrupting. <laughs> if this was a text, I would highlight what you just said. So it's just a little, a little star. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Again, finding unity points and then unity in someone who is, your enemy who is an oppressor who is someone who is doing things that are hurtful to other people even who is ignorant finding unity points with them is not supporting them is not necessarily enabling them your hatred is only going to bind you your hatred is not going to help motivate their evolution mm -hmm. if you want that person to change Hating them is not the right direction. <laughs> yeah. That hatred is only othering, which is the othering is what got us here to begin with. The othering is what that person who is being oppressive, that's what they're doing. That's how, that's the thing you're hating mm -hmm. is the othering. The seeing non-self. When we grow in consciousness, we have to learn that there is no non-self. And that if we experience someone else or some other entity as non-self, then that's the point that we have to grow. That's the edge that we have to find. Okay, I've found non-self. And if I'm hating that non-self, that is me. That is my extended self I'm hating. And so I cannot find wholeness until I find love for whatever that object of my hatred is. Yeah. And I remember our teacher, I think it was our teacher, uh, saying um, the other day, or it's like, if you hurt somebody, you're actually hurting yourself because that is your extended self. So if you're hurting somebody else, you're not really getting the message of, of what, what we really are. So we, we can't, if we hate on somebody, that'll only provoke more, more hate. It will not change their perspective if we do it through hate. Right. There's no, and that say there's a person who is maybe they're in your family, you know, <laughs> so Thanksgiving in the U S is coming. So <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe they're in your family across the dinner table and, um, and they're, they're espousing racist things and um, are okay with kids being in cages or whatever that perspective is. If you hate on them and you put your attention on those aspects, the negative aspects, and then you're just reinforcing them, your consciousness is reinforcing them. And if you're a meditator, you have a very big consciousness, so it's actually very powerful. Mm -hmm. So by looking for unity points in which you say, for example, you're looking at your racist uncle <laughs> <laughs> and you find something like maybe you like the same band or maybe that person has some, you know, way about the way they cut their food that is slightly OCD mm -hmm. <laughs> and you connect with that. Or maybe you have to imagine them as a baby Yeah, and you're like, okay, well, this person was once innocent. And so they are not their ignorance. And so you can find that what you're doing is you're reinforcing that good. Mm -hmm. Not only will they feel that and will, it will help unravel their ignorance. Yeah but you will feel it and it will free you from whatever that, that icky, nasty feeling is. That was what I found from my students on Wednesday, the day after election days. Like they all felt heavy with this 
ugh feeling, mm-hmm. this feeling of just like this yucky feeling. And so if you can find that unity, even within yourself, you are freed from that. And then from there, you can observe the actions and under, perhaps even understand what is the what is that consciousness? Where is that coming from? If I understand it, then I know how to change it. Then yeah. I know how next to act. And I'm not acting from a place of hate. I'm acting from a place of intelligence mm-hmm. and st- strategicness. <laughs> is that a word? No, it is. Strategery. A strategy. Strategy? Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> but... I want to share something because my brother, um, Mm -hmm. he has very opposing political views uh, compared to mine. And, you know, he's a little bit of, oh, white power and things like this. And yeah, I know. And we we (laughs) used to get into a lot of fights over this. And then one time, because he had something that was really awful that happened to him. And it was, he was in therapy at his therapist's house and they came in and they, they robbed the house, but they kind of, they tied them up and mm-hmm. they had guns and they, they hit him yes. and they hit the therapist. And like, it was awful. Like he thought he was going to die. And so this happened to him, but I ignored that. So one time uh, when we were discussing it, he was like, this is why, I have these views because I've suffered major trauma that has made me think like this. Like I didn't used to think like this. Mm -hmm. These people um, came in and they, they, I thought I was going to die. They, they, they kicked me. They, they tied me up and they, I don't know what they did to the therapist, but I'm sure it wasn't pretty. And he, (laughs) he has major um, PTSD. Yeah. And once I really understood his pain, I was like, like, I still don't agree at all. And which is what you were saying. Like, I don't, I don't not not because I understand doesn't mean that I agree, but I was like, Oh, he thinks this way because he is terrified. He is in so much pain of what happened to him that this is the defense that he's made for himself. Mm-hmm. So so now I like I don't argue and I try to be loving when he when he says these things and it's and it's changed the way that I see how he acts when he talks about politics. So it's it's the same point that you're referring to in the sense that I I don't agree and not because I understand means that I have the same political views as he, as he does or that we're on the same page but I understand and now I understand from a place of more love. And so yeah. that changed. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because you can, it's important to realize that everyone is capable of evolving. Mm-hmm. I think that has to be part of the equation because if you, if you feel like no, someone is, is hopeless, then it's like they're not capable of evolving. And that if they're capable of evolving and seeing the separation of the person and their ignorance, seeing the person as like this person's stress, this person's distorted view is coming from, from ignorance. And so that from their perspective, they have a completely different state of consciousness Mm -hmm. and much of which comes from identifying around things that make them feel confident, give Mm -hmm. them a sense of, of, of self worth. Like a lot of people in this country, 
wrap their identity around being an American, some mm-hmm. definition of being an American, which means I'm American and anyone who's going against this idea of American, like even someone who says, mentions the racist history of America is make, taking an attack on me. Mm-hmm. So, and people, immigrants coming here, that's attacking them. They're invading America, and so, but it becomes a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but and that's all ignorance. That's all othering. That's all seeing that it's a, it's a thick, thick ignorance happening there because really we're all one. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and so, so, but if you can separate it and see, okay, this person is capable of evolving, then my reaction to this, to whatever behavior it is, has an impact and it can have a uplifting impact on this person, or it can have a further pushing them into that corner. And if we want to be someone who promotes social change, then we have to uplift our own consciousness in order to uplift the consciousness of all those around us. If you meditate, you are uplifting the consciousness of the entire, it's like a circus tent, like one point of the circus tent goes up and it lifts up the whole thing. So, so by meditating, you're, you're actually, and just being a big consciousness, you, you help that if, if, but even if you're a meditator and you get into a hateful state of mind, it's, it's, it's not like you have a con- you reach a consciousness state and you stay there. You can go back <laughs> down. <laughs> so you don't want to make yourself small. It's not going to help. And this is a very, very touchy subject right now because there's a lot of people, especially people of um, either Black people or Latino people, people of all different people of color who are really suffering right now the wounds of so many so much oppression over generations is coming to the surface right now and so it's this this collective wound is coming up and so there's a lot of um there's a lot of pain associated with that and it's hard to ask someone who's feeling that much pain to then be the bigger person <laughs> to to actually um to be able to to find unity with someone who is promoting the oppression of not just you, but your family, your people, your people, your ancestors. And, um, and one of my students mentioned John Lewis as a wonderful example of a, someone who is a warrior of love. Mm -hmm. Just, just because you, if you want to be someone who fights this oppression, you don't have to do it through hatred. Mm -hmm. You can find, you can fight through love and his, he and and those with him would when they were sitting there even being beaten by the the police or whoever was trying to oppress them their instructions were to to look in the eye of their oppressor in order to connect and find humanity and just I even to highlight <laughs> i know i know i'm like i get misty even thinking about it yeah, i have too when my student and i were you know writing back and forth about this i was just like that's that's so it gives you chills because it gives it's it's a it's someone who is finding unity in the most difficult situation possible, and because like, of that, it, it gives connect you, with the human. There's a human there. Look him in the eyes, and if you can get that, for it. yeah, and if that raise that out, connect with you, then mm-hmm. then they'll probably see that humanity and 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 stop seeing the difference and see the unity, feel the unity. And, and that'll change the, the situation. Well, it's trying to pull that evolution forward, trying to find that 
unity and and which because everyone has a certain level of ignorance and a certain degree of of enlightenment that there's some that (laughs) 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 there's different proportions and some it seems like they're on the other end of the spectrum but just um and if you think about the stories that are most beautiful are when is the stories in which unity is found in the most disparate of situations two people who like a white lady who uh lives in Mill Valley, California, finding another white lady who lives in Mill Valley, California. And oh, look, they like each other. Not that impressive, you know? It's like, that's not a great story. But the stories I've read of like um, an African-American pastor being able to connect with a KKK leader and finding finding some level of connection there, that, that's very interesting because it's, it's finding unity where there's so much ignorance and so much mm-hmm. division. Um, and how do we heal this right now? It's, it's going to be interesting. I don't know because so many people are not looking for unity right now. And I think Um, people think that if they find unity, they surrender mm, their struggle. Right. They're like, Oh, am I just supposed to forget like all the pain that I've had, but it doesn't have to be so like, no, you think about exclude the other. The Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is going to war with Arjun mm-hmm. in that story. They're at war, but you don't see Krishna the whole time is smilingly speaking <laughs> the whole time. He's not He's not running around with hatred in his heart. Like sometimes we're called upon to be warriors of ignorance. And sometimes we have to be destruction operators, but it doesn't have to come from hate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to come from, you don't have to lower your state of consciousness to do social to make social change. Actually, social change comes from the raising of of your state of consciousness. Yeah, because what what we don't want to do is destroy the person. We want to destroy the ignorance in that person. So yes. it's not like oh, I'm just going to get rid of this person and get rid of the other person because the the problem is still going to be there. The ignorance yeah. is still going to be there. We have to destroy the ignorance, and how do we do that? Through unity, through right. love. You know, look beyond that because we, we are all human beings. We've all had stresses. We've all had traumas. We've all had ignorant, ignorant, ignorance um, <laughs> in our lives. And, and we know that we're so much more than that. It's like when we, we find ourselves yelling at somebody and we're like, oh, where did that come from? I'm actually a really cool and nice person. <laughs> and and like you're you're not that stressed. You're like, where did that come from? And if we, and if we know that about ourselves, we can definitely try to find that in, in anybody. And so we, we have to try to give people a chance, even if we're tired, you know, it's like, why do I always have to be the bigger person? But (laughs) (laughs) returning to my beautiful head. That's going to be the visual for this podcast. It's just like <laughs> your, your head, like not even your neck, just your head. <laughs> but it's usually the case with meditators. They have to um, do this work. Yeah. I mean, they're the, they're the, they're the peace warriors. You mm-hmm. know, we are the peace warriors out there. We're the rishis. We're the ones, we're the light posts. You can't, fight darkness with more darkness Mm -hmm. and and only dipping into it will only bring your existence the way you feel 
your day, the way you feel yourself will not feel good. Remember that no one can really harm us. We can only, they only hand us a, a knife on a pillow. You know, <laughs> if, if we can pick it up and stab ourselves. So if, if you're going through your feed and you're seeing people writing things in your Facebook feed that are just outright lies and awful and listening to, God, I listened to that speech last night that was saying the election is a fraud. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of lies. <laughs> you observe it. You, you find that place of observation and notice if it's like, oh, am I taking this personally somehow? Is this, is this, a, it, it can be, it can move you emotionally, but make sure you take notice of if you find it's, um, you find your identity being attacked because mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, well then I'm identifying with something in the relative yeah, and I'm taking this personally. And so there's some, like the more we meditate, the more our true self is that unchanging field of, um, of everything. And, um, and from that place of control and, and fulfillment is where you can do the, have the most impact and have yeah. the most change. Because I, I think some people might, they sometimes misunderstand the idea of find unity with just, well, just don't do anything, just relax. And, and it's like, no, 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 we can fight this, but we have to fight it in a loving way. Right. It's and not like, we need to understand the state of consciousness of those that we wish to change, mm-hmm. which requires listening, which requires finding unity and getting them to connect in order that they open up, um, which requires but without supporting whatever it is that is divisive. Which, um, it, that is the key, because people yeah. were returning to the point, but I think it's worth right. mentioning again, that it's like, yeah. when you find unity, it doesn't mean you support their ideals. Right. Right. We're not, we're not trying to make friends, you know, mm-hmm. but we are trying to understand and we're trying to create um, change. And we're trying to free ourselves from hatred, from the incredibly binding experience of hatred. Um, I, I, hatred is something, it's consuming. It's all consuming. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you find peace, everyone's lo- looking for unity, but those who are immersed in hatred can only find peace through destroying the object of their hatred. And that even that is not true peace, but it, yeah, it is a like, weird unity in the sense that you make sameness. Mm-hmm. You destroy everything that is not you, but then you find that everything, you keep doing that. And it's like, it just keeps coming. Everything's not you. Yeah. You know, and, finding, and it'll give you peace for a millisecond and then something else will come along and the struggle right. will just get worse. So where do we go from here? How do you help this situation? How do you help yourself handle the, the incredibly dumpster fire that is Mm -hmm. our situation right now (laughs) it's it's always the same it's always the same solution with us but you find your meditation practice find that that place within yourself that you can center yourself and by doing so we've mentioned this many times before but meditation itself is an act of social change Mm I mean, not only will a meditation make you someone that in which every act, interaction with you becomes an uplifting one, or almost every, 
Everyone, every (laughs) single single one, one. (laughs) be our friend and feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Hang out with us. (laughs) I'm just thinking of like those moments that I've been in like the grocery store in my town and I've just been like screaming at my kids to get in the car. I'm like, maybe, maybe those moments, maybe not those. (laughs) There's some some moments that are uplifting. Um, But the, the act of meditating itself helps raise that that um that collective it helps raise all the leadership of any country is just a reflection of the collective consciousness mm-hmm. and how do you change the collective you change it through each individual yeah it's so, not but, trump it's, no trump is the expression of what is actually happening trump is the expression which is why i think him even though it looks like he's not going to continue being the president, the relief people are looking for is not going to come mm-hmm. because the problem hasn't gone away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The division has not gone away. The hatred has not gone away. The consciousness that created a leader like that has not gone away. So that's what needs to be addressed. Is yeah. The state of consciousness, the collective consciousness that wave that put these leaders in place. Mm-hmm. We need to find a way to address that. We need to find a way to dispel that swath of ignorance. <laughs> yeah, and it needs to happen on an individual level first. Individual level. And it's more powerful than you think. You think, oh, I'm just sitting in my bedroom meditating. Like, this, I'm in a vacuum. Nothing is happening. Like, Much I more have thoughts. Happening. How can <laughs> thoughts. This, this help the, the political right. climate of my country if I'm thinking about dinner and my meditation? <laughs> <laughs> Said the little the- coffee lady. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about dinner. It is almost time for dinner, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's always time for dinner in my house. <laughs> it's always dinner somewhere. <laughs> Thinking about dinner in my podcast recording. <laughs> now, anyway. It, it, it is it is the, the best thing you can do because then... Not only does the act itself create change, but then it also is going to change how the things you prioritize in your life. It's going to help you find your purpose that is going to be towards the best evolution for you and for everyone else. It's very, very powerful. Um, and it will help you do whatever it is. If you are someone who does a lot of work for social justice and social change, it will help you do it far more effectively. Mm-hmm. And do it with with love. Love, we should define love because love is just seeing self in another. Yeah. You know? and, and it's curious because when you hate and love multiply when you feel them. When you <laughs> hate somebody, that or that just feels so bad in your body. And every time you're like, oh, that person or that mm-hmm. situation, it just multiplies in your body. And when you love, you're like, oh, and you and you try to feel that love, it multiplies in your body too. And just for and the, it multiplies to the people who interact with you as yeah. well. Yeah. Just so, just yeah. from a very you no know, egotistical viewpoint, like what makes you feel better? You know, just simplifying yeah, exactly. it. It's, <laughs> you know, lowest terms, but it's like, what feels better, loving or hating? And it's going to the classic example of that Buddha story. It's like, well, if you 
grab a stone that is hot. I mean, I don't know, like a fire, or whatever, stick with fire, and you throw <laughs> it to. So I don't remember what it was, but and you want to throw it to somebody, you're only gonna burn yourself. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> simple like the fire is that how that works? I don't know. It was like a hot stone or something. <laughs> something that got you burnt. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm sure the original is more eloquent, but yes. <laughs> stick with fire. <laughs> but yeah, something like that. And so it's just going to the simplest terms. You, when you hate, you feel really bad. It does, as you said, in a more elegant way, it binds you. <laughs> It was funny. I was, I was noticing this week, I was having these interactions that there's certain people in my life who are, uh, who support Trump. And so like, I could tell they were trying to like, goat me a little bit yeah. with some things. And I was just playing. I'm like, oh, okay, well, and a couple, mm-hmm. a couple of them, there's all, they're all, there's a spectrum of, of mm-hmm. consciousness levels. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I, I wasn't upset, but I was just like, oh, well, let's see. What if I'm like really really kind like what what is that gonna it like diffuses the mm-hmm. whole thing it just diffuses it without without supporting and it's not like i was like saying your points are right i'm like no these this is actually what you're saying is completely false and this is actually the truth mm-hmm. thanks doing it without without the anger mm-hmm. it's like that they, they don't know you know what to do with it they're like wait i don't i don't you get don't want to fight me on this <laughs> right like how do i not I'm trying to get a fight out of you and I can't get a fight out of you. And it was, I was just playing with it to see like what happens when you, when you have an interaction in which you are presenting truth, we should do another podcast on truth, honestly, because that's yeah. another thing that has gone up in the air, but without, um, without trying to stab, without trying to use words as weapons. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you, you know, a fight needs two sides. So it was in, I was just noticing I'm like, oh, they, they don't know how they're trying to fight and they can't fight. So they just, I think they just left. They got to, yeah. Like, oh, let's <laughs> find the next person. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, it's just interesting. But, um, but yes, I, we should sum up because, um, because we're at time, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to, we should reiterate the most important points. Um, And that being finding unity points. Love is about seeing self in another. So you do that through finding points of unity with someone. Mm -hmm. These are things that you see as like, oh, that person's like this. Well, I like this. Um, And we have to understand that, uh, again, with the truth. that I mean, we have our truth, but the other side has their truth. So, so again, we have to put ourselves in their shoes and that might change a little their perspective on us. Right. And sometimes it's also interesting because like, if you, if you go into every interaction with like, I'm a hundred percent right. And this person Mm -hmm. is an ignoramus, which they may be, but Mm -hmm. you may still learn something. It may still check something within you. When we were crossing the country, we went to a little ghost town. And um, the ghost town had a little, a little train that you would pay money for the train to ride it. And the, the train couldn't run. The ghost town was open, but the train was closed. And there are these two signs up where the people who run this ghost town had written that they were, they were so upset because the governor of California, who's a Democrat, has 
would not let them run their train because they have a blanket rule that says like, this is an amusement ride. It can't. And they're like, this is totally safe. We can keep people separate. Like there's no problem yet because of this, our governor, we have to shut this down. And it gave me a moment of, of, I tried to imagine, I'm like, if I were in this small town and I'm barely making it with my ghost town (laughs) admissions, Mm -hmm. and I have a little train that really, there's a way of making it COVID safe. And the government is coming in and telling me I can't do this. Someone like that may vote for Trump because their livelihood is at stake or Mm -hmm. they don't want that interference and that interference is causing their livelihood, like they're causing the, the thing that lets them live to be in jeopardy. And not that I think even someone like that, if they're of a certain state of consciousness, is like, well, no matter, even if I lose my job, I can never vote for someone who oppresses other people. That's, but I, it gave me a, a, a different view of like, okay, someone whose life is totally different than mine, I could see the frustration. I, I had a... Yeah a glimmer of something that connected to me that, that I could see the other point of view to some extent. Yeah. And, um, and if we are totally closed off, we won't have those little moments of being able to, to understand. And if, if, if we're, I think that lacking of understanding is one of the things that got us here to begin with. Uh, today I was interviewed for a podcast and Um, actually one of the points that came up is something similar to what you're saying, which is everyone can be a teacher. Everybody that you interact with is somebody that can teach you something. You just have to be open to it. And even if you're like, oh, that person is in a lower state of consciousness than I am, that already makes you not as high as you thought you were. (laughs) (laughs) And the other is like, just, just be open. Everyone can be a teacher. Right. Every single person. And that is something that you experience. That that person actually taught you something like, oh, I, 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 if I'm open, I can see the perspective and I can understand where they're coming from. And so and even, that person stopped being another for you. And even if you're, um, if you're witnessing someone, like say someone is even espousing hatred and you're witnessing it, you, if you're not, if you're not in a hateful state of mind, if you're not all stressed, and if, you, if you're in that witness state and you're watching it, you can learn a lot from that. Mm-hmm. You can learn things like, oh, okay, well, this is where they're coming from. So maybe if we're going to fight this, we can fight it X, Y, and Z. There's a better way of approaching how to come at this. And, um, and so, so it's, it's, it's about witnessing. So even if the person is not, even if you're not connecting with it, even if you're not able to find the unity points with it, even observing ignorant behavior can teach you something. Mm-hmm. And you, in order to be able to learn from that, you need to be in a witness state, which requires being, out, being in a loving state, mm-hmm. being in a state where you're seeing self. And I love, I think about, think about your personal self. If there's a piece, part of you that you hate, Think about how unwhole you feel, mm-hmm. how, how you walk around partially alive because there's some part of you you hate. And so when there's some part of yourself out there in the world that you hate that is non-self, it's the same. You're still not whole. If you can shine light on that part of yourself, even if it's a personal part of you within, if you can shine light on that and find a way of loving that part of yourself 
it makes you whole and it sets you free in so many ways. And the same with your extended self. You know, highlight. This is how- <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag highlight. <laughs> Floating head. Hashtag highlight. <laughs> We have to put, start putting these funny hashtags on our post. <laughs> Sorry, I totally killed the mood. No, you totally enhanced it. I just don't know where I was anymore. Sorry, I think I made the point already. But that, that's, no, about shedding light on on this part of you that you may may not like or may, may hate. Mm-hmm. And so that extends to, to the collective as well. Exactly. And that's how you find wholeness within yourself, really driving home the point that, that you're finding love in this time of hate, even though this is like the PhD of consciousness skills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We ain't saying it's easy. (laughs) It's not easy. This is the hardest thing to do. Final lesson. If you can find that, it's almost like that's the last reaches of ignorance. That's the part, the last bits of non-self. If you can find those last parts of you, those, those pieces of you that are non-self that you can make incorporate into self and find a way to love, find love for doesn't mean you're supporting it. Doesn't mean that you're even not trying to destroy what it is that person is doing. But if you can find that, that way of finding self within that, then, then you, you become whole. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you help that that aspect of your extended self find its way back to light as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's social change. That's what that's what it is. Well, you, there's ways of changing laterally, but if you want to change progressively, yeah, <laughs> if you want to help the evolution and not just change things for the worse. Like, really heal, really, <laughs> right, really heal, heal from the source. Right, healing can't happen through hatred. Mm-hmm. It just can't. It's the it's the antithesis, and um, and that doesn't mean you're not feeling pain and not feeling. If you're feeling these emotions, and don't feel guilty because you're not just having all these lovey fuzzy feelings mm-hmm. for someone who's out there petitioning for your annihilation. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> feel them, let them be, let them exist. Mm-hmm. It's just what having the knowledge that this is where things need to go eventually. I, th- I think about, I was thinking about when we, when we were deciding to do this topic, um, even in the Christian religion, how Jesus talked a lot about love thy enemy yeah. and what a radical statement that would have been back then. I mean, it's still a radical statement. Mm-hmm. It's a radical revolutionary statement that would have completely bewildered <laughs> yeah. many of the people who heard it, but this is what he meant. This is what he was getting at. It's, and it's not about your enemy. It's not, you're not loving them for their sake. You're loving them for your sake. Mm-hmm. Um, so for your we hope. Uh, big, <laughs> big sake as well, you know, right, your, your big, big self sake. sake. Right. Um, and, and it's not, it's not easy, but it's, it, and it's not popular right now, as we yeah. pointed out with the poor gap sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> is this podcast too soon? Maybe. maybe. I was just thinking that. Ooh. Ooh, we'll maybe see. we're too soon. We're ahead of and, our time. <laughs> exactly. 
And even in our own personal lives, there's those people. There's there's the collective. If if you're someone who's in a group that's been marginalized, there's that collective pain. And then there's those. You're someone who's been assaulted. There's finding. There's those people in your your personal story that that you may harbor hatred for still. There are people in your family who've wronged you that you may be holding hatred. There's so many different levels of of um, people in your life, whether it's in the more collective and or something a little more to your personal life story, mm-hmm. where you may be holding on to hatred, and um, and how the 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 path to finding the release of that hatred is a beautiful path. It's not an easy path and it doesn't happen quickly, but that is the path of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. That's the, right. the story, the real right. story. And oftentimes it, it has to release on its own. It releases because your consciousness grows to where suddenly that aspect of non-self is now incorporated into it. The bigness extends to that and suddenly then that, whatever that, hatred is just washes away Mm -hmm. because you now don't experience that as non-self anymore. So that is the path to, so if you still harbor hatred, don't feel guilty about it. Don't judge it. Just know that with your meditation practice, it becomes easier to find that unity, to Mm -hmm. find those unity points and to let go of that hatred that feels binding, that feels awful, that comes back. Anger comes back over and over again in your consciousness. And it, drains your energy and it takes your focus away from the things you need to be doing. Yeah. It doesn't allow you to feel joy at all. No, no. It doesn't allow you to be in that lighthearted mm-hmm. state. <laughs> and when, when you hate you, you just want to spread it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you want, you want to feel that you want people to hear it. You want to, you want to just, it's just, just, it's not good. Let's just, <laughs> it's not good. And when you love, you want to spread it too. So, right, exactly. Got a bliss spray. <laughs> <laughs> that's, an, bliss spray. that's an inside joke for our first episode. <laughs> Was that our first episode, the bliss spray? I think so. I think so. <laughs> we'll have to look it up. One of our many mysterious hashtags that we have yet to. <laughs> Anyway, well, we love you all, listeners, very much. It's all okay. Yes, everything's going to be okay. Everything will be fine. If things feel like they're not fine, all it is is just observe it and know that this is what we need to change. This is Mm -hmm. these are our marching orders. We're just seeing more of like, okay, what is it that's this is information that will help us in knowing what to do next to help the world. And we are the. Love warriors, all the love warriors, <laughs> and so if we meditate, it'll it'll start to change. Yes, and we're we are so. I, I love all our students who are all love warriors in training. Yeah, <laughs> you inspire us. So thank you guys, and thank you for listening. And if you have any questions about this topic, because it's a hard one, it's a hard one to wrap your head around especially now, mm-hmm. please reach out to us. We are more than willing to, to have a dialogue. And um, thank you for listening and tune in to our next topic next, next week. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
Thank you. Oh, and I should mention, if you're looking for our other episodes, you can go to meditationwithoutborders.net or our Spanish site, which is, you should say it because meditacionsinfronteras.net. <laughs> gives me like chills every time I hear it. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so, thank you, everyone. Jager Dave. Jager Dave. Thank you. Good night for... Well, or good morning, or good evening. <laughs> we have the worst side-offs. <laughs> Bye.